In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin. Quick reminder, mobile sports betting is legal here in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. All right. The boys are trickling into town, and then they're going to head out of town over the weekend, much like Darrell will when he goes to uh, Greenbrier. But right now, the rookies and the quarterbacks are in town on Wednesday. If you're listening to this, it'll be their first day in. And then on Friday, the veterans return. Everybody else is in on Friday. So that's kind of the way they're breaking it all out. But the big thing is the rookies are back. And so are the quarterbacks uh, as we do this podcast, Daryl, when you look at this rookie class and I, and as I look at the depth charts and try to figure some things out, this might be one of those few years where you aren't automatically relying on a rookie to come out and have an impact on game one against Cincinnati. And uh, I think it's a little refreshing to know that as long as everybody stays healthy throughout camp, you could have a entire veteran lineup of 22 guys that have all played for existing teams in, in games going into game one. Yeah, th- this is not a year in which uh, you're dependent upon your rookie class. Um, you know, Cedric Tillman, uh, their top pick there in the third round. I I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what to expect from him uh, this year. I kind of learned my lesson from uh, last year. Um, in when I expected David Bell to do all these things, you know, we, we, I had been hyping him up feeling like he was going to have an immediate impact as a rookie. And that just never really materialized. So, um, certainly the organization has, uh, a, a pretty high ceiling set for Cedric Tillman, but I think people need to be very realistic about just exactly what his impact is going to be Siaki Aiki, uh, you know, the third round pick there. Uh, I, I don't, again, don't know. Uh, maybe he's in the defensive line rotation. Maybe he's not same thing with, uh, Isaiah McGuire. They're uh, a fourth round pick. I mean, basically they, they drafted a lot of guys, uh, like Luke Whipler, the, the center sixth round pick, not expecting to see, uh, much of him. Um, yeah, I, 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 um, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's the backup quarterback in the making, like not this year, but right. Line, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll be an inexpensive backup, a quarterback, um, you know, uh, Isaiah McGuire and other defensive linemen again, don't just don't know really what to, uh, expect from him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's not a class where I'm coming in with expectations that players are going to have immediate impacts on the field. So um, Daryl, let me, let me throw this at you with Jim Schwartz as the new defensive coordinator. Right. Don't you think that Siaki and, and Cameron Mitchell are two guys that if they run a, a, a high energy defense, that's constant and change and keep moving that they're going to get opportunities if he's going to continue, if he wants to make quick changes and wants to move it, that, that having this defensive coordinator could be beneficial. If you're a young guy trying to get a couple of few snaps here and there to get into the game and, and yeah. give um, and give the defense an opportunity to, to switch looks very quickly. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I can't argue against that, but again, I just, I have no expectations that these rookies are going to do much this year. It, it to mm -hmm. me, I, I feel like this is a draft and develop class for the Browns. Um, I, I think that if we start seeing a lot of these rookies, that means guys have gotten hurt. You know, they, they, we're, we're going to see them because we have to see them. Um, so that's why I just, it's not that I'm down on the rookie class, not at all. It's just that I'm trying to set reasonable expectation for Browns fans as, as far as what they're going to see from these guys. Um, I, I just, I don't think that you're going to see a whole lot of them unless you absolutely have to. Um, Daryl, when you, uh, I guess when you look at Perry Winfrey and then you look at Dawson Deaton, who they released last week, right? Because of injury, it's former yeah. seventh round pick. So now we're going to start looking at, we will look at the roster as far as having attrition from guys that have actually been drafted by here. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, well, um, this is, uh, I, I said this uh, in the off season, I stand by it. This is one of those situations where um, the safety blanket of being drafted by Andrew Barry does not apply this year. Um, you know, he was very reluctant uh, the last couple of years to release his draft picks. He kept them on the roster. He got rid of some veterans just so he could keep his draft picks around. I think that that philosophy for Andrew Barry now changes, quite frankly. I, I think that this year you're going to see some of Andrew Barry's draft picks be let go. Um, you know, Anthony Schwartz, in my view, is right at the top of that list. I, I think he is a long shot at best to make this football team. Uh, he's a third-round pick from the 2021 draft. Uh, really has not taken that leap forward that the organization felt that he was going to be able to take. So uh, he's really at the top when you talk about guys that are on the bubble coming into training camp. I don't even know if he's on the bubble. Like, I don't, I, 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 I think that he has to have just such an incredible camp and preseason just to get himself on the bubble. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I know exactly. Yeah, I, I see it. And I understand it. And then Daryl uh, is another guy that I think that comes into camp on the bubble. And the reason why is because of the re return rule changes. So returners are not. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, were you saying Jakeem Grant? I'm sorry. Yeah. I missed that there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I think he comes to camp on the bubble now because of uh, him, uh, it, it, the new rules. So like my re receivers right now, Andy, I've got Amari Cooper. I got Donovan Peoples-Jones. I got um, Elijah Moore. Those are my top three guys. Uh, you mm -hmm. got Marcus Goodwin in there. You've got uh, Tillman. Donovan Peoples-Jones in there. Um, Cedric Tillman, is that what you were thinking? Yeah, Pretty, yeah, yeah, Cedric Tillman. Like, I'm already at six. I, I, David Bell would be the next, right? Yeah, so I, maybe I, it's Bell against Grant trying to fight it out for that six spot or – you know, you still have Dalen Baldwin. You got Rayshon Henry. You got some other guys that are going to try to compete. But yeah, like I, I'm at roster spots already. If, like, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Daryl. Do you think because uh, Jeff and I were talking about this too when it comes to the roster itself that <clears throat> when you break down the roster that this team when they go to draft they draft the position by the round rather than the name. Case in point. <coughs> excuse me. Case in point that. You've got three wide receivers that they've drafted third rounders, Schwartz, Bell, and Tillman. And then uh, I was trying to think there was another. Oh, like 
running back that they wouldn't <laughs> draft a running back outside of five or six or um the other one was linebacker like linebacker seems to be a slotted third round thing too with jacob phillips and sioni takitaki and you know maybe tony fields as a fifth rounder you know what i'm saying like when they look at drafting and they try to figure out who they want you know what i'm saying it seems like they're slotted yeah the position is slotted by round not so much the the player's name now andrew berry will tell us that they're taking the best player that's available to them on their board like they're they're taking the guy that meets you know all their requirements both on and off the field right health things like that mixed in there as well but like it's hard not to draw that conclusion you just laid out because i mean the the pattern is there and we can only go by the established pattern. So you're not going to get me to debate you on that because I, I just, I don't have a lot of ammunition other than just to say, well, you know, when we talk to Andrew about things like that, you know, pattern and, and whatnot, his response is, Hey, we, we draft the, the best player that's, that's on our board uh, at our uh, time. All right. We also didn't talk about the quarterbacks and I'm sure we're going to get into this a lot deeper as we get into camp, but when you, I mean, look, Deshaun Watson is the man, and now you wonder Dorian Thompson Robinson and Josh Dobbs, and they seem very comfortable with Josh Dobbs as being the backup quarterback. Yeah, well, Josh Dobbs will be the backup this year, uh, if anything, to kind of mentor uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson a little bit. Hey, here's here's how you do the, the backup job professionally, right? Um, love Josh Dobbs. He's a great kid. I hope I don't see him on the field this year. Like, I, I do not want to see Josh Dobbs on the football field this year. And again, that's nothing against him. That just means that, you know, something's happened to Deshaun Watson and the Browns need Deshaun Watson on the field uh, playing at an elite level for them to go where they aspire to go this coming season. So, um, yeah, the plan is to groom DTR to be the backup court because right now they're, I think they're paying Josh Dobbs $2 million. So you've got... 48 in change in cash invested in the quarterback position right now. Okay. Um, if you can cut, believe me, if you can slice $2 million off that and just stick with Deshaun's 46 and maybe a couple of hundred grand for DTR at that position. And then, you know, like Kellen Mond is, is still here. Obviously I get that. And you know, I, I, the, the whole point is, if you don't have to invest any money that involves a seventh figure, if you can keep it a six figure investment on your backup quarterback, when you're paying that kind of, that is, that's just kind of uh, an, an added benefit. And I think that that's what Andrew Barry has set himself up for. And let's say, right. Let's just say for the sake of this discussion, that DTR has amazing preseasons while he's here with the Browns, right? Let's say the next three years he's with the Browns, he's just amazing in the preseason. Well, then Andrew Berry sets himself up to do what Bill Belichick like became the king of doing with the New England Patriots, and that is drafting and developing these backup quarterbacks and then spinning them off because obviously you weren't replacing Tom Brady with them, right? You're not going to replace Deshaun Watson with DTR, at least you hope you don't have, right? You hope that Deshaun plays at that elite level. So, because when they brought him here, it wasn't just about that five year contract, 230 million fully guaranteed. 
the thinking is by bringing Deshaun here. He's the quarterback for the next decade plus. That's that's the whole uh, motivation. So you could then maybe flip DTR for a draft asset or maybe a player that you you know you need or something like that. So the, that's this is what good GMs do. Andrew Barry is really really good at his job. Um, I don't always agree with uh, how he goes about his job. Uh, I don't always agree with some of the personnel decisions he's made, but he is really good at his job. He's really really intention. Uh, or, you know, he, he's really, really intentional about what he does. So um, you can be critical and respect the job somebody does as well. And that's kind of where I'm at with Andrew Barry. I think he's very good at his job, but he's not perfect. And there is no such thing as a perfect GM. Daryl, more on the roster and the helmet reveal all straight ahead on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.